welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Mondays and Thursdays. That's right, with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all you're going to do. I consider that payment. That's right. That is the easiest money you can spend. The money you don't even got to spend. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. Now we're good. Now you get the Wizard of Haas, the Sultan of Swipe, the Prince of Promos, the Board Lord. You get me taking the wheel to your brain Mondays and Thursdays, give you a break from your anxieties, your fears, your thoughts, your dreams. Let Papa JT take the wheel. That's what this is all about, especially summertime, summertime blues. We always go up a little bit in the summer. So now's a good time to suggest to someone. Someone's taking a, a road trip home. Someone's stuck in their apartment. They need it. They want it. They yearn for it. And we're here. And listen, if you're looking for extra content, we were going five days a week. I'm still kind of going five days a week. Patreon. Love Patreon. I got a big crew of people. It keeps growing. It's getting big. And I'm putting out Wednesdays, Luxury Lounge. I complain about the luxuries in life. Fridays, I do a longer email that I didn't get to on the podcast. We call it one more email. Sundays, Coffee with J-Train. I call it my sad little diary. It's just me cleaning out my head from the week. So that's the schedule. Get involved. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Very excited about today's guest. He is returning to the podcast a second time on the show. An OKP, original key player, Langston Carmen. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. What a dream. Back this, this here with it. Papa JT. I'm excited. <laughs> that's right. It's great to have you back. I got to say... You, you know, we, we, I don't see you much. You're in LA. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I I've remember been here you, a while and we met briefly in New York and then I moved to LA. So yeah, we don't, we don't get to bump into each other very often. And, and it's and, and I, I remember you were great on the show the first time, but also like from then on, I'm like following you on social media. I love all the stuff you put out. I love your Twitter. I, I I'm, I'm a fan. What an honor for yeah. you to say that i mostly uh talk <laughs> nonsense about my bowel movements but you you say that, kind words that's kind of my wheelhouse is <laughs> is nonsense bowel movement comedy is kind of sure. what i love the most so that's what papa's into i get that's it. that's right <laughs> yeah the, the 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 baron of bowels over here so i i i want everyone to go follow langston because i am a fan at langston kerman at Langston Kerman. You moved out to LA and you know, you might recognize Langston. He was on Insecure. Yeah. Um, and and you went on Insecure and that you were like, I'm going to Hollywood. Uh it was more of uh I I went on Insecure and then I met a girl who uh who wouldn't move to New York with me, so we moved to LA <laughs> instead. Uh are, are you guys she, married now? We're married. I've been married uh, almost I guess it's 10 months now we've been congratulations married. so thank you sir. how how's married because as you know we There's get a lot a of singles lot. on this yeah you a lot of people worried about relationships that's right so how do they lock a guy like you down that's you know that's kind of 
I, I, I don't agree with that perspective of sure. like maybe maybe they should have a little bit more like how do I get locked down? Yeah, but- I don't think you want that. You you should want better for yourself than a guy like me. <laughs> well, what what made you? I mean, you moved across the country. Like, was there something? You know that made you say like, well, if you don't want to go to New York, I gotta come to you. What what was there? Is there a story that connects to that? Or oh well, so she lived in Baltimore at the time. She's a lawyer. She has a much mm-hmm. better job than me. She's a much more capable human being than I ever will be. And so, yes, uh, I had very little negotiating power in all of this. I, uh, as you <laughs> and know, and as I'm, a lawyer, she's a better <laughs> negotiator. She's a better negotiator. I have no. No strategy here other than to say, please don't leave me. And uh, if we need to do it in a different city, I'm happy to do so. And and for her, she was like, I can do my job in L.A. Like, that's the most comfortable place for me. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, New York yeah. is hard just all yeah. the time. It makes everything just a, a, a grind. And I think if you work hard enough to become a lawyer, you don't want to have to also be grinding on the train. And like I, dealing with the people. I completely agree with you. It, it is the differences walking outside, the differences yes. walking down the street, the differences being in your own car with your own air conditioning, with the seats that you got, you know, uh, that uh, leather seats that you got because you want to be more comfortable. There's yeah. no comfort, there's less comfort here. No, there's there's like uh, old apple juice and graffiti on the seats that you have to take wherever you're going. And now so much, we know um, where the apple juice and the graffiti came from. It was from us. We're, you know, disgusting people, but that's our choice. Sure. That, that's, it's just swimming in old apple juice. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, so have you enjoyed L.A.? Have you enjoyed being a comedian there? Uh, not like New York. No. I mean, I love being a human in LA. I think being a human being is a, a better LA is a better option. There is space and grass and people at least feign a kindness that New Yorkers refuse. Sure. Comedy, I think suffers, uh, hugely, you know, you get to go up all the time and, uh, pandemic certainly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like it, the frequency isn't the same. The laughs aren't the same. So I miss New York in that way. But uh, I like uh, fresh air. Well, that is the, the, the idea of like putting your toes in the grass of a yard. Like the oh, idea that, that I yearn for that a little bit. Like, like if I see a patch of grass, I like, you know, kick off the <laughs> shoes. Like, like the idea that that some is. Dude, some dude yells, put your fucking shoes back on. Exactly. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that is a New York thing where the minute you get out, you're like, let me just put my toes in these little blades of grass. And then I'll do another thing. Well, I'll take a deep breath outside mm-hmm. of New York City. Like if I get tw- even 20 minutes outside of the city, I'll do like a big inhale yeah. and I'll go, oh, that was good air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this that, is that air everybody's talking about. I heard yeah, about it, this thing. That had oxygen in it. Shit. <laughs> you know, like you do have that moment and in LA you can kind of get those small yeah, things. Yeah, LA's real good at pretending it's uh, it's uh, a better city than it is. And I like yeah. that about it. If we're going <laughs> to well, lie to 
lie to ourselves. I like being lied to the way LA lies to me. <laughs> You're going to be lied to no matter where you are. Is, exactly. Is the, reality. The, um, the reality is we should all just move to like Nebraska and enjoy life as it is meant to be enjoyed, but we're not going to do that. So I might as well be lied to in a big city with, uh, there's a lot comfort. of truth in that. I, I want to ask you, you got a podcast that's coming out. Okay? That's right. I'm excited for you because as a, as a person in the podcast game, I'm always excited. Oh, you're not just a person. You're a big money player in the podcast. That's game. right. They, that's uh, <laughs> that's what they call me. Big money player free. Whenever I go to my podcast meetings, they're like, holy shit, here he comes. You have a podcast coming out August 18th. It's called My Mama Told Me. What that's is right. the one minute premise? What, what What's the commercial for it? Uh, oh, this is great. It's, it's a podcast about black conspiracy theories. So any conspiracy theory that black people uh, tend to believe or proliferate or just make up, we dig into them and we talk some shit. So I love a podcast where you learn. Yes, I I, liter- I I legitimately just learned something new from the one minute commercial <laughs> that you just gave. Did you not what? know that black people love conspiracy theories? I knew people loved conspiracy theories. Sure. I, not to all lives matter. The, the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I think conspiracy theories are for everybody. <laughs> well, I I totally understand the idea that like. Uh, every group would have their own like i, I yeah. would assume so can you give some examples like and 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 were these things are these things it's called my mama told me yeah so i'm assuming are you is your mama conspiracy is she gonna be on the show is i'd love for her to do this show and i'm sure she she would she has some very jarring conspiracies that like she's we've argued about it already but she's fully off board on the idea of taking the coronavirus vaccine because she doesn't believe in shots from white doctors because y'all have a history of poisoning us so you know it's wow it's uh, it's it's, journey of digging into people's both their families and their personal experiences with like fears and and uh that's that's an uh, that's an amazing fear that's you know layered in so many things Mm -hmm. that and like i mean it's funny because you in the beginning you're like my mom is against the coronavirus uh vaccine (laughs) and in my mind i'm going well my dad's like kind of not you know not buying it and yeah. it's it's funny the you know it, when you're talking about black conspiracy theories you you dovetail into like well white people poison us and you go oh okay that's a that's a whole yeah. new thing my dad <laughs> wouldn't have gone into well that's the thing there's gonna be a, a beautiful Venn diagram between a lot of the conspiracy theories and where we're gonna disagree is whose fault it is and that's the fun of uh, this podcast is just figuring out whose fault we think it is and the white viewers at home or listeners at home deciding if they agree with us or if they're going to cancel me immediately. (laughs) I don't think you're going to go. I I love this idea for a podcast because it's personal and it's a show. Mm -hmm. Like the idea that someone could come on and you could have any number of people that they're like, oh, I got my dad mom whoever cousin you know yeah. uncle, conspiracy theory that do you have any more that i mean that i'm already learning i'm like i'm i'm into this oh so many we we've had uh we we've talked a little bit uh, on the podcast it can be anything from as small as uh the idea that 
for years, everybody was told that they had to turn their lights off in their, like you couldn't have your light on in your car while you're driving because that's illegal. It is not in fact illegal and they cannot pull you over for that. But that's something that was told to us for years and told we were, it was a dangerous thing. For what reason? We don't know. Or it could be as extreme as, you know, Ronald Reagan uh, creating the AIDS virus as a way of uh, destroying uh, underprivileged communities. We we go the full spectrum, you know. So the, so this could the spectrum from fun conspiracy theories to <laughs> uh, mentally debilitating ones. Yeah. Yeah. I listen. I love a good podcast premise. I love one especially that I've never heard before. I'm into it. I, Hell I, yeah. I, 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 you got me. So I think everyone needs to go listen to my mama told me. August 18th is when That's it releases. Right. I I we're gonna figure out when this comes out. I'm sure it's gonna be close to that date. So go follow Langston Kerman because he'll be putting it on all his social medias at Langston Kerman on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow, go support. Hilarious comic. I'm pumped to have you here, man. Are you ready yeah. to do some emails? Let's do it. I, I'm so excited to dig into these. We have a lot of them too. Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Train, going to get right to it. I went with my boyfriend of two years to South Carolina to visit his brother just a few weeks ago. I was only staying for the weekend, but my boyfriend was staying there another 10 days. I thought we all had a great time together, and when I got home, I remember thinking how happy I was to be with my boyfriend and wouldn't want to be with any with anyone else. Recently, I looked through his phone. I have found sketchy things in the past, so I really don't give a fuck when it comes to snooping. I saw texts to his brother not even two days after I left about there being some attractive girls at the pool, and his brother advised him to go talk to them. I looked at his search uh, history and found that he looked up how to pick up women at the pool. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is... I I mean, it is... I'm laughing, and I think there's got to be an element of your laughing, too, because this is so male. It is so, like, like so caveman-ish to be like, women at pool. How to pick up women at pool. (laughs) I just love the idea of a dude being this sleazy, but also not knowing how to do it correctly. (laughs) Like, you needed a wiki how of getting some pussy at the pool is pretty funny. What would he find on Google? Oh, the first thing you got to do. Do you have cool sunglasses? Those are a must. Yeah. Do you have a bucket with spiked seltzers? And repeat after me. Hey, ladies. If if possible, pretend to be a pool boy and then, then tell them what else you could clean up. It's like, what are you doing? This is weird, man. She writes, how bothered should I be by this? Is it just guys being stupid or does he not like me as much as I thought he does? It hurts me that the second I leave, he wants to go hit on other women. Let me know what you think. So Langston, what do you, do you have any advice for her? Are you like, what do you, my question would start with this email. Like, is there a chance that you would ever <laughs> type this into your phone being 10 months? I know you wouldn't, but like, is there a scenario where you're in a relationship and you type this out? Oh boy. I, I don't know that the, uh, I guess the question that she's asking about not being concerned is the wrong question. This is, that is big loser behavior. Yeah. 
asking the internet for ways to hit on women is not a good sign for the human that you're choosing more than it is a question of uh, whether or not he's probably cheating on you. Yeah, it, it's not. And, and she says, the, I agree with like her perspective is off. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and not to say she's off as a person. Uh, she's not, you know, many no. of us, anybody could be going down the road she's going. But I think when we, when we look from this angle, she wrote something like, um, how bothered should I be? Is this guy, is it just guys being stupid or does he not like me as much as he thought he does? This isn't a thought of liking you not enough yeah. I, even though that's that's kind of this is a guy who wants you at his convenience while he looks for other women at his convenience yeah he he invited you there for a weekend and then he spent 10 more days figuring out how to hit on girls at the pool this he yeah. just you were a moment and that doesn't mean you're not a valuable moment to him but you certainly are not a moment that he uh, cares enough about to isolate and keep as just that moment forever. Yeah, and he's not he's not a, he's not afraid of losing your moments in the future. Oh no, not at all. No. <laughs> in fact, he's willing to replace those moments with strangers. Yeah, and and <laughs> and the idea that his brother's involved, that means you left the weekend and and even if it was like well, I was trying to like wingman it for my brother. Mm -hmm. um, that's not even the point because, again, you said, I've looked through his phone. I found sketchy things in the past. Like, this is not about what you find on the phone. This is the need to go on his phone because you don't trust him. There's something missing here. And, yeah. and right, he would. He's always going to do something like this. And I think that that's just, it's not a reflection of you. You probably are a very fine person, yeah. but he is, he is not committed to you in any kind of way. And frankly, he's so uncommitted to you that he hasn't even learned how to hit on women yet and still is willing to try <laughs> in order well, to replace you. That even says something about why he's in a relationship in the first place. This guy's obviously not someone who can go hook up on his own just being a single guy and an honest it's it's one thing to be honestly single yeah and it's another thing to be like a lying single guy right <laughs> yeah you, you know you're like if he's up front and is like look i i don't want to commit to this fully i think that we should just sort of like see how it goes and whatever he's doing it's weird but it's fine yeah. But the alternative of saying, no, we're together, I'm going to introduce you to my brother and hang out for the weekend and then do a wiki how of like where to find girls is that's a, a yucky turn. It's a yucky and also like someone that's like living in a different zone and kind of uh, maturity level than you. Like this guy yeah. to him, you're hooking up. And, you know, when you're when you left, like the, the, the thing that would offend me most from her angle is like. When she leaves, and then the brother's like, so what's up with you two? Ah, she's cool, but like... Yeah. Cat, cat's away, might as well play. You know, like, what? Yeah, th there probably was a conversation at some point where they were just like, okay, now that she's gone, let's get to the, the thing we really came down here for, which is frustrating and unkind. And uh, this guy asked Jeeves, you deserve better. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com here with Langston Kerman, at Langston Kerman. Go follow. 
Go get involved. He's got a podcast mm. comment coming called My Mama Told Me, August 18th. Reghosted a second time. Oh, boy. This is uh, douchebag day I hear on the J Train podcast. <laughs> All feathers, I come to you with an issue that's extremely confused and frustrated me. I was dating a guy for 45 months. It was going well, except we wouldn't really talk in between hanging out. I was getting the dates I wanted, having fun, so it was all good, except I felt like we started to get stagnant and stop moving forward because there would be times we'd go a whole week without talking or checking in. It's hard to keep momentum when my texts and calls would go unanswered unless he felt like getting together, a.k.a. hooking up. And I wanted a little more interest and effort. I got to the point. It got to the point where I started to feel like the lack of communication between seeing each other was becoming strategic on his end to keep things from getting more serious and intimate. We talked about it. He said he liked me a lot and would do better, but ultimately didn't. After this talk, another week went by of no responses, so I took your advice to drive your own bus, and rather than wait on him, I reached out to end it. I left him a short and sweet message because, surprise, surprise, he didn't answer. And he said, and said we might be wanting two different things, and while this might not be the match, I had enjoyed getting to know him and wished him all the best. Four days later, he calls me back to say he just got my message and he's not sure what I'm talking about because he had been <laughs> trying to get a hold of me and my phone was going straight to voicemail and he wasn't getting through. I don't buy it, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt since he made the effort to reach back out. We ended the convo on good terms, but now it's been over a week again and I've heard nothing from him, even though I've tried again to get in touch. Why didn't he take the out when I gave it to him? I don't mind being dumped, but I feel jerked around here since I gave him the chance to bow out gracefully and he didn't take it. I feel like this has just prolonged things in my head when I could have been over it and moved on. We were at the point of dating where I would think a breakup should have been discussed and acknowledged. It was serious enough that we were beyond the point where fizzling out would be acceptable. To get ignored and ghosted makes me feel like I was so off base uh, with what he, we had going on and how significant our relationship was. We are in our early 30s, so I feel like communicating our feelings like adults shouldn't be this difficult. Just wanted some straightforwardness on his end, and I'm struggling to make sense of all this. What's the lesson here? I always try to learn and grow from each relationship I have, but this time I felt like I handled everything the best I could and still got the short end of the stick. Help. Reghosted. What do you think, mm. Langston? Well, I, I think the only thing that I would challenge her on is that she should have stuck to her guns the first time. You mm. knew that this was wrong. You knew that what he was doing didn't make sense. And then when he came back with probably the most ridiculous story that he could have come back with, which is yeah. straight to voicemail, you accepted this and continued forward in a relationship that wasn't going to work in the first place. The straight to voicemail is the dog ate my homework yes. of <laughs> responses to this situation. It's it's him patting his pockets and being like, oh, man, maybe I'll take care of you when I get out the store. It's like, no. Yeah, this uh, this doesn't say give me any money. This isn't. Yeah. And, and to me, like the why, like she ends it and then he's like, no, 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 I didn't have your number. And it's like there's a few reasons I could see him doing this, like one to keep you at um, kind of as an option. Sure. Um, another is that. He doesn't want to be the bad guy. So there. he doesn't want to be like, like then that is way more. I don't think women give guys enough credit for how little we want to be the bad guy. <laughs> you know, well, like, it, 
It is both our uh, it's it's a it's a good quality and horrific quality in us in that a bunch of no dude wants to be the bad guy and we all know what the traditional bad guy looks like and then yes. we do a bunch of bad guy things to avoid looking like the uh, the stereotype of a monster. Well, that uh, that is an what you said is very interesting. The traditional bad guy, like a lot of these things, like we give a lot of like. You know, women get a lot of credit for like Disney movies and rom coms, mm -hmm. but like men don't get really the credit. And I'm not saying that we should be, you know, like held up and like no. I, I'm, not, I'm not asking Build for more statues of men is what <laughs> yes. I say. <laughs> Put a statue of a ghost, and it'll be just <laughs> the, this guy to represent this guy. Double a ghosting ghost with on a penis. <laughs> That's what we need for a statue. That's right. I I but I I am we should acknowledge that like this idea of being a gentleman is like, well, don't let a girl down. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and like a lot of the old gentleman things are like kind of drenched in being a liar, like, mm -hmm. and, and, and being, and, and like hold the door open, even though you don't want to do it. Sure. You know, like and, yeah, walk walk on the outside of the 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 street so that if a car comes, you'll take the blow. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to die either. Yeah, Neither, none of us should be hit by cars. Let's agree on that. Sure, and 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 the, you're kind of set up for this situation where this guy's like, well, I don't want to be the bad guy, but mm -hmm. I don't want to date her as, more than just hooking up. Right. So, but I, I don't want to say that he'd be better off if he was like, listen, uh, yeah, I, 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 I take break. I, I don't text you back because I want to hook up with you when it's most convenient for me. And that's what I do. But yeah, instead, it, he, yeah. he won't, he won't be honest. And that's what's making him the bad guy that he's trying to avoid being is like, just be straight up and say, this person is not your person, but you like having sex with her and then yes. you can figure out the rest of it from there and she'd almost be relieved she'd be like and, mm -hmm. and, and because her email is fantastic what she writes is like um i feel like uh what's the lesson here i'm always trying to grow i felt like i handled everything as best i could you know she writes that she felt that she's like she said we were at a point of dating where i think a breakup would have been discussed it was serious enough uh, to begin ignored and ghosted makes me feel like I was off base with what we had going on. Right. And it makes me feel like, uh, uh, so you aren't off base because all his actions, as far as going on dates and continuing it, I would say the other thing is if you're afraid to send a text saying what's happening today in between your sixth and seventh date, then there's something off. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, it's a it it just feels like uh communication is the big fault here like this isn't yeah. an un she's not an unreasonable person in any way and so when you're seeing this failure in communication that needs to be a red flag above anything else that you might have wanted or thought you were building with this individual yeah and 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 i think one of those things where she goes she it, it is interesting that she's like it felt strategic that he wouldn't answer it, it, mm -hmm. and, and at first you have to respect someone's space you don't know them enough to even call them out on it but there has to be a point and i'm not saying that every person should be this 
textual relationship in between dates. I'm not saying that there's a number of texts you should have in between dates that make someone more interested or less interested. But it sounds like she wanted some communication between dates. At one point, you have to go admit to the fact, I want a text in between dates. I and and if he can't give that back to you, you kind of have to say to him, "Hey, uh, I know we go out a lot, but like, if you don't answer my text, I feel like I'm kind of just dating someone that like pops in and out of town at once a week." Yeah, this is unacceptable behavior, and I I won't stand for it, even if yeah. <laughs> you know I enjoy uh, mushing into you sometimes. This that's this right. Isn't what I want. Well, I love the uh, the unacceptable behavior can be different to everybody. Like For sure. Her version of unacceptable behavior is fine. That's but you have to let him know that. And that's and that's to your earlier point, I think that's part of the lesson for him as a quote unquote good or bad guy is like just because this is unacceptable behavior to her doesn't mean that you're a monster. It just means this doesn't work for the relationship that she wants. So you need to respect that and let her be free of whatever you're offering. Could not agree more. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Langston Kerman at Langston Kerman on Instagram and Twitter. Go follow My Mama Told Me. That's the podcast, August 18th. Make sure you're following. I love, I have to say, I love the idea for the podcast. I think, oh, thank you. Especially in the era of like, you know, the uncomfortable conversations era. Yeah. Like, this is a way to learn about someone that you don't know. This is, for I, sure. I, I think conspiracy theories are rampant. We're we're living in a world that is sick with conspiracy theories. So why not put out a, a different tone of conspiracy theories? I love it. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Native Deodorant. Ooh, I love Native Deodorant. You know why I love it? Because my girlfriend is a big natural deodorant user. And I would, when we first started dating, I'd sleep at her place and I'd, you know, I'd take a look around the, uh, you know, the cabinets, see what she's doing. And I'm like, look, what's going on in here? And I'd pull it out and she had this natural deodorant that I was like, I I, I don't think it was working to tell you the truth. Like, I I really think I would smell it. It really didn't have a lot to it. And then she'd kind of stink it up a little bit, you know, here and there. And I'd be like, what's, what are you putting on your body? And she was like, it's good for you. It's not bad for you. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? And then, then native deodorant kind of came to the rescue. It fit both of our knees. I got a great smelling girlfriend and she got something that worked and that she loved. Native deodorant is an all natural deodorant that is safe and effective. No aluminum, parabens or talc. It is made with ingredients you've heard of like coconut oil and shea butter. I have a new product announcement for seasonal scents that will take you on a great American road trip for a limited time only. Transport yourself with four scents. Coastal oak and amber inspired by the California coast. Sweet peach and nectar inspired by the south. Cactus flower and poppy inspired by the southwest. And apple and honeysuckle inspired by the northeast. And backed by popular demand, rosé deodorant, soap, and body wash. So this is great. It's a deodorant that feels good and you can also feel good about. They're just, they just launched plastic-free packaging. Their Plastic Free by 23 initiative aims to provide sustainable packaging for all their products by 2023. Now native packaging is 100% paperboard and shipped in a plastic-free bag made from paper. This is great. They're trying 
You're trying. This is one big, happy family of deodorant use. The best part is with Native, there is no risk to try. Native has free shipping and free returns in the United States. Do what I did and make the switch to Native today by going to nativedeo.com slash JTrain or use code JTrain during checkout and get 20, 20, 20, 20, 20% off your... Your first order. Wow. That's nativedeo.com. Use code JTRAIN during checkout. Native deodorant, take care of your body. Story too good not to air. So, okay. I always get afraid of emails that are like, this is the best story. But uh, we are living in, uh, uh, we are on the podcast uh, that also had the email of a guy googling how to pick up chicks and <laughs> at the pool at, at the, the pool, pool. so uh, yeah yeah pool specific <laughs> chick pickups that's so funny how clunky that is feather feather longtime fan few months back something wild happened that i think some of your listeners could laugh at met this guy on hinge two months in met his family he says we're exclusive it's awesome. One week, he starts uh, being distant, and I decided to log into Hinge to see if he had updated his profile. I'm confused instantly because girls are popping up on my phone. I realized my phone logged into his account since he had used Safari on my phone for Facebook and didn't log out. Wow. Then I saw he had liked 40-plus girls that day and messaged a bunch. Needless to say, I ended things and haven't seen him since. I did get the classic paragraph apology two months later, but wasn't buying it. Since then, I have switched to Bumble, and I'm curious to hear her thoughts on this. After a great... Oh, now she's got a question. <laughs> After a great second date with a guy, he deleted his Bumble profile. He is still texting me and planning our third date. Does this actually mean anything, or am I reading into it? Many thanks. So I can't believe that... How did this happen? Met a guy in Hinge... I, I'm confused instantly because girls are popping on my phone. I realize his phone has logged me into his account since he had used Safari. Would you ever do that? That so so he went through Safari to log on to Facebook, and then that Facebook then magically logged him onto Hinge. I'm starting to think uh, you did some some snooping. Yeah, so it, <laughs> extra. You knew a passcode of or one or two passcodes to be able to do that because that's a weird. It, it uh, is quite a jump to like open up Safari. I guess his Facebook account. I I don't understand like how how I mean the idea that this guy was so, so you know free and easy with his <laughs> you know, with his phone usage is like crazy to me. I don't know anybody who's that desperate to check their Facebook. And then doesn't log off on someone well, else's phone. That's a weird he, choice. He had forty plus matches. He wanted to see, you know, <laughs> what the net brought in. He wanted These to girls see. aren't going to message themselves. I got to no. get on Facebook and then hinge. I mean, if anything, this email should tell us all is like men are not very subtle. No, like as far as the you know the googling how to pick up chicks at the pool yeah. and <laughs> using your account and not logging out. Like, there's not. How about uh, someone deleting their profile after they've matched but still messaging? Is there anything to look into there? Uh, I, I think there's a possibility. I think th it's only the third date, so I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't start counting my chickens. They have not yet hatched. But yeah, I would I'm say you. that uh, you, you probably can presume that this guy is at least excited about you, so maybe you could take some time to, re to figure out if that excitement is worth anything is the real question. 
I, I agree with you. I think there's another side of this. It's either he's so excited by you that he's mm-hmm. like, delete the app. Let's give my full attention to this beautiful person. Or it's, I can't have my girlfriend find out. Now that I found one, <laughs> now that I got a fish, uh, look, hide, this, hide the lure. This trap is full, so I don't need, uh, I don't need to put this out anymore. Put away the, yeah, put away the trap because I got, I've got my catch. Sure. And now I can't have the old bag. Yeah. See that I, you know, so this is fraught with problems because yeah, I, there is a big risk here that that you look at the logic of it. It's like most dudes are not so immediately enthralled with somebody that they're mm-hmm. willing to delete a dating app two dates in. Sure, it, it feels abrupt. So, so either you are spectacular, which <laughs> I'm sure you are, or he's got something else going on. But that's kind of like the rub of dating. Like to mm-hmm. me, like you can't figure that out. You'll never, anyone can be lied to. Yes. Like, you know, none of us are too smart. So like, I, I, I think like, I understand why she's like, well, now his account's gone. I understand why that speaks to you, but like, I would trust the other, there's other things to look at that can let you know, like, listen, you gotta be like, am I having a good time with this guy? Exactly. I want to go again. Is he making the plan to go out again? If right. those two things are true, go with it. If you find weirdness, you weirdness doesn't happen singularly. Yeah, <laughs> weirdness is connecting thirty right. dots. You're not just weird one day and then real cool for the rest of the time. It's like no, no it's it's an ongoing thing that you can sort of start to piece together. I remember I met this guy once, and he is in the comedy world, uh, and. I remember meeting him and I was like, that was a weird meeting. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, other things would pop up. I go, I'll go kept in mind. And then I was like, that was another weird thing. That was another weird thing. And then there's a point where I go, all right, time to remove this person from my life. Yeah. This just, you, this energy doesn't match whatever I need. And it's, and it's not right. And, and to the, the point of saying that is listen, you're not going to go, aha, like right away. Like give people the opportunity. Life is getting disappointed by people. Life is learning through those disappointments. And, you know, not everyone's going to be 100% with you. And hopefully, I hope that this guy deleted it because you're the queen of his world. Like I I hope that's your case. Yeah, no, it would be beautiful if that's the case, but there's also a real possibility he just switched to Hinge. So uh, <laughs> he knows yeah. you're not on there anymore. So he went to Hinge, and that's and what you're he's in the, and you're in the phone as Bumble Bitch, and now he's looking for his Hinge hookup. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Langston Kerman at Langston Kerman. My mama told me. That's the podcast, August 18th. Help me, J-Train. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. I'm emailing you in regards to my boyfriend's Explore page on his Instagram account. Uh-oh. The other night, I looked over his shoulder and saw that his Explore page is all women. Not like Instagram models and bikinis, but a lot of average-looking pretty girls. <laughs> After notice. Average looking pretty girl. Just regular pretty girls. Not those Instagram model. Not the ones that got passed on by the manager of Instagram onto the model. 
I will say it sounds ridiculous, but I know exactly what she's talking I, about. <laughs> I do too. I, 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 it is. I have, it, <laughs> I have a shit ton of Instagram models on my explore page. Yeah, but I wouldn't dare disrespect my wife by having some regular pretty girl on. There. No. <laughs> it is funny these. These deli- these delineations we all make without talking about them because mm-hmm. I you know making fun of it while I'm making fun of it I'm like I know exa- just like you said I know exactly what's going on here you yeah. know so uh, <laughs> after noticing that his explore page was flooded with women I checked who he follows and he's not following a lot of women just his friends or meme accounts what could this mean. Is he looking at a lot of girls' accounts? Is he DMing them? For context, I'm 27, he's 31. We've been together for four and a half years. He occasionally travels for work, and in the past I noticed he would get new girl followers from that area. He doesn't ever follow them. When I have brought it up in the past, he would just tell me that I'm insecure and I'm looking uh, way too into it. His Explore page, something I should be concerned about. Do most men's Explore pages look like this? So... This was written in, I think I answered this over DM, but because I remember this question. Yeah. I know I didn't do it over a podcast, but it is a slight wrinkle. Yes. That this last paragraph, we've been together for four and a half years. He occasionally travels for work in the past. I noticed he would get new girl followers from that area. He doesn't ever follow them. When I brought it up in the past, he would just tell me that I'm insecure and I'm looking way too into it. So what do you think? Yeah, that that part is the uh, the part that made me uncomfortable. I was fine with everything before. It kind of just sounded like a dude who was lurking. And sure, you know, we all get our rocks off however we do. And fine. Listen, you just said it. I'll back you up. The Explore page is full of women that are across the spectrum between money-making model and aspiring model. Yes. <laughs> so it's so a lot it would of be... dreamers on my Explorer page. <laughs> so it would make sense that he's looking at specific women by, and, and also back to the conversation about gentlemen being a gentleman, he's maybe looking up these names, not following out of respect for you and just looking mm-hmm. at it when he lo- wants to look at it, gets his rocks off and he comes back to normalcy. That could be the case. Yeah. The fact that you're seeing followers from other places, that's where. Yeah. That my starts opinion, to get weird. Cause like if he's not, we're comedians, you know what I mean? Like when sure. I travel, I get new followers. I'm not following them. There's a logical progression to how yes. these people come to be in my life. But if he's going to do uh, marketing, in uh cincinnati and suddenly shows up with these pretty girls in cincinnati that's a Mm -hmm. weird energy yeah and then to have it connect it would the the extra followers if you're just an accountant who a forensic Mm -hmm. accountant who has to travel (laughs) to count the chickens you know like that's a different story yeah i agree completely so i i think you know for her she gives the instagram handles i don't think that i guess that would be to see what his job is um, I could look at that, but oh, yeah, I, I'd love to know his work. I mean, let's I see hope if it's we can something real cool. I it's mean, if be... it's like a band, then you get it. Yeah. Professional wrestler. That makes sense. That's fine. We're on board <laughs> with professional wrestler and band person. We're not. A, well, okay. 
he's doing something that isn't necessarily not public. Okay. So I'll, I'll give him that. Is it a lot of him shaking hands in bars? What, what are we seeing? Uh, I don't want to give it away. Let's call, okay. let's call him something of an athlete. Okay. So, okay, so there's crowds. There are people seeing him do a thing. Sure. And I could see that. Here's the other thing. When you get followed by someone that you think is cute, you go, let me take a look. What are they? Who's this person? That is not beyond a guy who's in love with someone else. That's yeah, not beyond. No, that, the, you don't have to be a disloyal person to go look at a pretty face and just yeah. check. You're like, ah, that, that's what I thought it would be. And then you move on with your life. And then you move on. So it could be that he's getting going on the road of some sort. Getting followed, but I think also like we don't know. I, I again, this is like on a spectrum of like, yeah, I go check them out and it's no problem. Or, you know, when I go to a new town, that this is. But I think the connection between the explore page and the new followers and him being maybe a little bit more of a public person than just an accountant, this could be in the land of okay. But I, I, I think you got to talk to him about it, and I think. S- I think um, saying you're insecure and you're looking into it is not enough for me. Yeah, I think I think he should do more to uh, to help ease her insecurity in this. And she has, I think, every right to feel some doubt because uh, it it is you and I both heard the story and we we're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he should do at least a little something to be like, look, my DMs, they're uh, largely empty. And Clean. Yeah, whatever. The ones that are there are being sent to me and I'm not responding. I'm a goddamn hero. Do something yeah. to make her feel better. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Quip. I love Quip. You know why I love Quip? It keeps us honest. That's right. We all brush our teeth and we're all too old to really ask for a reintroduction of teeth brushing. That's the reality. We brush our teeth twice a day And then we look at ourselves and we go, you did a good job. But we don't know. Quip keeps you honest. It has a timer that goes, that that clicks every 30 seconds uh, four times so that you know that you've done the four quadrants of your mouth for 30 seconds each. It also sends, you can go on a program where they're going to send you the dentist recommended, you know, reorder of brushes and stuff. You know, when you... When you need a new brush, you go, ah, I think it was three months. You don't know. Quip keeps you honest. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, and even more people forget to floss daily. Good health starts with good habits. If you have good habits, you'll have good teeth. That's what Quip is doing. They are re- They're teaching an old dog new tricks. That's right. You are an old dog. And you don't know how to brush your teeth, and you wouldn't admit that to anybody, but you can tell your friend quip. So what's a good habit? That means brushing your brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly. How confident are you that you're brushing for two minutes? You're not. You're not. Just admit it. You can admit it to me. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. I, I am, they had me at timer with pulses. That's when I'm sold. There's even a size-down version designed for kids, so if you've got kiddos out there, teach them young so that they don't have to get 
some dude yelling at them on a podcast to relearn how to brush their teeth. Dentists recommend you brush for two minutes and Quip helps you do it every time. Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste and mint or watermelon, you get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none they don't. Quip also has an eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life and expanding string that helps to clean in between. Quip brush head toothpaste and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars each. A friendly reminder when it's time to refer a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health and shipping is free. Join over three million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash JTrain, let me repeat that. Get Quip.com slash JTrain. Right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash JTrain. Let me spell it for you. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash JTrain. Quip, the good habits company. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com here with Langston Kerman at Langston Kerman going from long distance to living together. Uh Oh, so I think this is in your wheelhouse. I know a little something about this. J train feather feather. I listen to every episode. As soon as it comes out, you're the first person I've subscribed to on Patreon. Thank you. You're a real gem. And especially as I'm quarantining in my little studio apartment, you've become one of my favorite, funny, insightful voices to put on when it gets too quiet around here. Thank you. Here's my thing. My boyfriend and I met in San Francisco and started doing long distance when he moved to Indianapolis for work early on in our dating in our dating each other. So they met in San Francisco long distance when he moved to Indianapolis. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've gotten more serious and we both like the idea of moving to Colorado to be together in a beautiful place where we could afford a bigger place. That was in the that was that was the fuzzy future plan but now that both of our jobs have gone remote with covid that's suddenly become a much more doable option his lease is up in november and we're thinking about making the move then i'm 31 i've had one other serious relationship and dated a good amount of people in different contexts but i've never lived with a boyfriend before same for him basically he's 33 I'm crazy about him and I'm excited to be in the same place again, but I'm a little nervous about changing so much at once. We're moving to a new place. We're going from long distance to spending most of our time together in person. And we're going from having offices full of people. We both, uh, we like to, uh, we like to both of us working remotely in our new place. Friend wise. He has some good friends in Colorado already. I'd be mostly starting fresh though. I do really like the friends of his I've met so far. I'd love any advice you have about how to set up the situation in a way that helps us make new friends in this distance, uh, in this distance time, and helps us find new uh, the find the space we need to recharge alone too. I love how you talk about your relationship with Jess, and I want to approach this that uh, approach this that openly. Thank you. Attaching photos, they are a cute couple. Love. They're it. on a swing set. Langston, oh hell yeah! You you can speak from experience on this, right? Yeah, my wife and I were together for two years long distance. We actually never even lived in the exact same city when we first started dating. Okay, how did you guys meet? uh, A mutual friend who I was visiting back home in Chicago and who she did like Teach for America with. It's a long story, but we like met that weekend and hooked up. And then uh, later uh, I kept pursuing her and she- tolerated me enough to let it happen (laughs) and so for two years we were long distance new york to baltimore which is obviously much easier than san francisco to indianapolis but then 
to uh, LA together and immediately started living together. And I'll say that it, it was fine. Nothing it was fine. Yeah, you'll you will be fine if you guys genuinely like each other and you, there's no like weird doubt in your head, you will be okay. So, is there anything about the space that you guys got together that you would change? Maybe a a, a setup thing, a physical structure thing. Uh, I, I'm sure my wife would have different feelings about this, but I'll say that, uh, that one of the things that probably frustrated her more is that she brought way more shit than I did. Like okay. I, had a, I had a mattress and a frame and I was like, <laughs> boom, we're, this is us. This is, where do I put shirt. this backpack? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she had like a full like couch and TV. Yeah stand and you know beds and all the stuff that you need to build a real home so i think uh the more you can bring into this together and yeah. not just uh independent of one another uh the more it'll feel like a shared space and not you know the other i i'm on the same page with you i moved in with my girlfriend uh mid-pandemic um we got and again uh, the idea of starting new together is uh, a great thing. Getting mm-hmm. a couch together. Get you know. Don't be afraid of like. Well, what if this doesn't work out? What do we do with the couch? That you can sell a couch. There's yeah. plenty of apps. You, you, if you hate each other, you'll be glad to give them the couch to get We've away from. We've all them. lost couches. You'll be so okay. Do it together. Make it a truly. I think that what you said is right. Shared space where you both like have and. I would also encourage you to get, because you're going to Colorado, two bathrooms. Get many bathrooms. I am in a one-bathroom situation. Um, My girlfriend has learned more about my my bowel problems and issues than she would have liked to have known. You're going to want your own bathroom time. Two bathrooms would be another suggestion. Two bathrooms is great. Extra rooms, if that's at all a possibility. You want some space where you can be isolated from one another, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Absolutely. And lastly, my girlfriend and I moved to a section. We moved to the Lower East Side. It is such a fun time down here. Mm. that I can go out on my own. She can go out on her own. She can go meet friends. I think if if I was, if they were like, well, we can save money by going to this section or we can pay a little bit more to go to the more fun section, go to the more fun section. Yeah, especially if you're having to build all new relationships, which it sounds yeah. like she is, then you're going to want to be somewhere where that's easy and convenient, not just... Uh, trapped in like some part of Colorado where you only get to see his buddies all the time. A- absolutely. Making adult friends is a lot easier when you people want to go to where you are. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like, oh no, you can, no, we're like 30 minutes away. We got a great brunch place. No, 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 no. I don't want to go fucking there for someone I don't know. Right. Or it's, wow, you go to the hot spot. And I, and I know that can feel like a year from now, you might roll your eyes like, oh, yeah, we live in, you know, whatever section. That's where everyone lives when they move here. The first year, you'll be happy you did it. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to visit you in Yonkers. So no, no. Just whatever <laughs> the Yonkers version of Colorado is, don't do that. Pick something. Don't do that. 
Pick something real Lower East Side energy. Yeah, you treat yourself. Like mm-hmm. treat yourself to the extra couple of bucks it's going to cost you to have an area that you could go out alone in and have a good time because that will give you kind of some release from each other. And you'll have, if that's the case, you'll have more fun together. You guys will love hanging in your new area. It becomes like kind of like a little bit of an adventure for you both. Hell yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com Langston. Let's do one more. Is that okay? Can we do a I'd quick one? I'd love to. Let's do it. At Langston Kerman. Go follow. Go support. Get involved. Ooh. Okay. Podcast question. So not a lot of description here. Okay. Been dating guy for about six weeks exclusively. And it's going really well aside from the fact that he hasn't told his friends, family about me yet. Okay. That's not really well then. Um, I've told most... <laughs> <laughs> I've told it's going most- really well, except for this giant gaping uh, <laughs> hole that keeps building bigger and bigger. But anyway, <laughs> but, but on to my question about Googling how to meet women at the pool. Um, I've told most of my people, but I don't have a lot of friends, family in the city. So I haven't had any opportunity to ask if he wanted to meet them. We discussed it once uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said he was going to start telling people soon, but hasn't done so yet. I'm wondering how long into a relationship does this become a more serious concern? I know a month isn't that long, but I'm starting to worry about it a bit. He got out of a 10-year relationship about a year ago and hasn't dated, uh, hasn't dated a few people since then before me and said he was nervous to tell people he was dating again uh, when he, we talked about it and that he was going to find a way to bring it up. But as far as I know, he hasn't yet. Thanks for your help. So most of these emails start out with like, oh, well, it seems like you should just have a big hangout with all your friends. And then it goes, he was in a 10-year relationship. And, had, and you know, like yeah. na- like the answer to the question becomes pretty clear. Like, or right. I mean, like the, the, the real question becomes apparent. What do you think, Langston? Yeah, I, I think at first uh, we had a good chuckle at uh, the yeah. way that this was framed. But I do think that uh, honestly, a person coming out of a 10-year relationship has every reason to be hesitant about reintroducing mm-hmm. a new person into sort of their social network. Sure. Um, and so it, I think you should think about it less as a slight on you or a slight on what you're building and more of a person being protective of, you know, what previously was everybody knowing him as a person in a very different relationship. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. You got to there is and I know no one wants to hear this, but every new relationship comes with a little bit of trepidation of what the old relationships will think. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the messy truth of it of like, hey, I got some like bows I have to tie before yeah. we can really like, you know, ship off to sea uh, as us being together. And I she says it's only been like six weeks. And listen, I think for you, I think for this person, like introduce them to the friends you have, like mm-hmm. be OK with like I know it's one of those things where like especially for women sometimes it feels like, well, if I introduce friends, then they're going to ask what's our deal. And then if we break up a day later, then it's embarrassing. Um, I I think for him, I agree with you completely. Like 10 year relationship, like the, as far as the introductions are concerned, it, it it's 
a little bit slower to do, but I, yeah, I, everybody probably knew that lady and liked her and like, yeah, we're, we're making permanent plans in their mind of like what their life together might be. And so, you know, he's being hesitant and shared uh, friends too. Yes, exactly. You know, like, and you know, when you're, when you're this much older, like, I think like also it doesn't have to be like, you know, a, this is your life episode. It doesn't have to be everyone in his I think you would. This person would feel a lot more comfortable if it was like, yeah, like, well, I got my one friend. We're gonna go meet up with them. Like, I, yes. I think you can let them know that, like, listen, I don't need to meet, but I need. I think for you, for this, the woman writing in, like, saying, like, if he's resistant to meeting your friends or someone that you know, or c- casually meeting up with you and a friend at a bar, that's a that's a bad thing. Right. Yeah. He's not. I think. I think to your point it's 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 okay to make this a little more smaller a little smaller and a little more like edible for everybody to enjoy and it, yeah it will be a lot easier for him to say like oh well i'll meet your one buddy and then you can meet my one buddy and then we'll build that up to family barbecue whenever we, we all feel a little more comfortable when we get to yeah absolutely so i think like if you could lead that's the way to go. Like if she's mm-hmm. like, hey, I, she said she doesn't have a lot of fl- friends and family in the city. You got to have one friend that you could yeah. be getting a drink with that you could say, hey, why don't you come join us? And yes. if he's not open for that, that's when I would start to go, okay, are you actively avoiding getting close with me? I think if you if he does come and you have a good time, then he will be more freed to be like, hey, I'm out with my friend. Now come meet up with us. Like it, it becomes a different thing. Yeah. Go in nice and easy. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. This doesn't have to go zero to 60. I think you're doing <laughs> fine. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Langs to Kermit. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. What a fun time. Always a blast. It's great to see you. It's great to talk to you. This was great. I think everyone needs to go follow Langston right now. At Langston Kerman yeah. on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> My mama told me that's the podcast, August 18th. Go get subscribed to the podcast. I, I truly think it's going to be great. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. Keep telling your friends, keep telling a coworker. Also, if you're listening this far in and you're near Charleston, South Carolina, I'm going to be doing shows. August, I think, let me just, I'm doing outdoor shows at Uptown Social. And it's going to be August 19th and 20th. That's the date, the day after Langston's podcast debuts. <laughs> I'm going to be in, we're doing outdoor shows at Uptown Social. The links are all over my socials. So go check that out. We'll be back next episode. Boom.